0: panicking. So let's make sure that we are good stewards over that and making sure that we're not doing that and really assessing what we have in our house. So items, some of the items that people are buying don't really have a long shelf life. So you need to be mindful of that when you buy it in big quantities. Anyway, if you're going to go through the fruit section, don't buy a whole lot of bananas and different things like that that are going to spoil before your family will get a chance to eat it based on how much you're cooking. So experts have noted that when you're buying in double, it'll help shorten your grocery trip anyway, but buying in double does not mean buying five to six times as much more than what you need because you're losing money in the shelf life of that product at the end. And so we don't want that. We want to try to make sure that we are maintaining and keeping a level head as we go through the next few weeks and the next few months because we don't know how long that this will take so. Let's make sure that we are maintaining our momentum on healthy eating and how it will affect our family. Now, for some, eating out is just an easy way to feed their family. It's quick and you don't have to be in the kitchen. But now we're going through a phase where a lot of restaurants are closing down. And so they're closing because it's not safe to have the people in the restaurants um at first it was let's not congregate more than 100 then it went to 50 then it went to 10 then it went to let's just close the restaurants just to make sure that we're safe and I get that and so a lot of the restaurants have the option of takeout and that's awesome too but if you can prepare the meals at home that's a lot safer you already have gone out to the grocery store and um you've already purchased the groceries don't waste more money by um not utilizing those groceries and letting them go to the bag now of course i am a chef and of course my business is hospitality and preparing foods and it does affect our economy and it does affect our growth as far as being able to supply some of our clients with in-home experience or meal preps and different things like that so your volume does go down just like the restaurants and being you know chefs in restaurants work or chef that's not in a restaurant that does affect that But at the same time we have to be cautious and if you're spending money on your groceries i want to arm you with the tools that you need to be able to prepare those foods in home and so that's not taken away from anyone else but i'm trying to teach you a process that'll help you move forward so even when we're at this pandemic this is a habit that you have formed so that you make your family healthy and you cook at home and do all those necessary things so the easiest way to track what you're consuming is to create it yourself or have someone who specializes in meal prep like myself or another establishment like I was talking about some of the restaurants that offer um, takeout. Do they offer nutrition facts? Do they put labels on their food? If so, and your family is moving towards eating healthy and knowing what they consume, that's a big plus for you. Knowing how much protein is in a dish, knowing the portion size in the dish, knowing those things helps you take control of your family life and knowing what they're consuming so that you're being a good steward over there in the way that you prepare the foods and what you have coming in. So creating at home is always at the top of my list. Now, that being said, you of course are going to have picky eaters, especially children but you can teach them as they're growing how they should eat and how to redirect them on good snacks just to keep their energy level going keep that brain power working because now schools are closed so we're forced to be educators at home and so are you doing what you need to do to keep your kid focused keep him energized keep him or her energized to make sure that they're having that brain power because one thing I know even with my child I think they view it as, oh, it's summer vacation. No, it is not. You will get up during the day, um, in the morning, and we will, we will conduct school right here at home. Uh, you don't want them to fall out of that habit. So in order for them not to be sleeping in late, going to bed late, and then waking up all groggy, you need to make sure that you fuel them with the proper foods to give them that brain power that they need. So what items can we eat to stay on track and still stay on budget? So eating healthy, and I hear this all the time, has long been the mindset that it's expensive and it is boring and I have to eat another salad or I have to eat another smoothie um, in order to get the nutrition I want. And so people have taken on that mindset of eating healthy is boring Give me a salad, quick and go. Give me a salad, quick and go. No, I am here to tell you that is wrong. To me, eating healthy is a new gives you a new lease on life, and there's so many different recipes, so many different ideas, tools, and techniques that you can use to make that fun. So while some grocery stores do have higher pricing for some of their items, there are reasons why some of them do have it like that, based on whether it's organic. Um, it may be conducive to where they're sourcing the item from like where they're getting it in from they may have certain pricing premiums to work with that particular farm or that distributor to get the product in store also they may um, have done some targeting for their location I know some of the grocery stores that we have here are new to our area some of them some of them are chain and some are new to the area but the ones that are new i know they had to do their targeting long before they came to our city or our county and so the locations they're in some are based on household demographics and um, making it sufficient for that store to be there now for the other mompreneurs that are listening to this replay or that have been catching this week's virtual conference you know that some of the speakers have talked to you about this as far as how to track your audience and different things like that. Grocery stores are no different. They track the demographics to know where to build their stores, where to put them at, to make them most efficient in order to stay in business and to stay sustainable for the community. And so some of the household demographics may be able to fit that higher tier pricing that some people complain about with some of their fruits and vegetables. Or like I said, it may be where they're sourcing it from. But the list goes on and on for pricing in stores And believe it or not no two stores are the same when it comes to shopping for me quality is everything and knowing where the product comes from and that the product is fresh is what's most important for that healthy regimen in order to keep um, my clients happy keep them sustainable and um, keep them moving along with their process of healthy living now let's talk about creating a budget and sticking to a budget now that can be a task all on its own now before I became a chef my budget was like all over the place I'd get stuff as I needed I'd go stand in the grocery store and the one thing that people always tell you that is true you don't want to go to the grocery store hungry that's the worst thing you can do you are gonna pick up everything on every aisle Now, if you're guilty of that, you can raise your hand. You can laugh and chuckle because you know I'm talking directly to you because that used to be me. But I had to develop a budget. For one, I'm a mompreneur. I'm in business. So not only do I need a household budget, but it has to fit into everything else. It has to be um, doable. It has to be sustainable. And it has to meet the criterias for what I need for my family. So let me give you kind of a breakdown of what I mean by a budget strategy and this, you know, you're probably like, chef. Why do I need a budget? Because you don't want to just mindlessly be shopping in the grocery store and not it not be effective. So here's some budget strategy for you. So based on the number of people in your family, each person has their own special monthly budget. So where as you're looking at, oh, I'm only gonna spend three hundred dollars a month on groceries. And eh, that's wrong too. What you need to do is to take into account each person that you have in your family. And I think a standard range is probably $120 to $250 a person. But that's standard, it varies. It can be based on your age, it can be based on the gender of the person, the activity level. Do you have kids that are in sports? They may eat more protein-driven snacks. Do you have like that growing teenager where you can't keep them out of the refrigerator? I'm not quite there yet, but I kind of see food habits changing, so I have to be mindful of that myself. There are different things that play a part in that when you're um doing your budget strategy. So, one take an account, write down I have four people in my family or six people in my family, and write down their food activity levels as far as how much you've noticed they've eaten or they're growing, you know, so that you know how to do that budget and how to put that number next to their name for a range of whether they're in that 120 or 250 or maybe it takes 300 a week to feed them just based on a lot of different things you want to make sure that you are taking into account all the different things that they eat so that you have it and let's talk meal planning another part of your budget is the meal plan before you shop like i said never show up to the grocery store and just start like oh this week I'm gonna make um, a turkey bake and I'm just gonna get that and I'm gonna get these things that go with it and tomorrow I might bake some chicken and this week I think I'm gonna try a veggie burger don't go in there mindlessly doing that like I said first you want to take an assessment of what you have in your cabinets and you want to make sure that you have enough if you don't and you buy all those things and you're missing some of the ingredients then that's a whole nother trip back to the store That you don't need to take so you want to make sure you plan your meals out and that's going to be your breakfast your lunch your dinner and all the snacks make a week assessment of what meals you want to prepare stop just showing up at store and walking and putting things in your cart Um, that's a good way to to blow your budget and that's one thing that you want to make sure that you are not doing because that is conducive to not staying on track and spending mindlessly so you want to also shop local farmers markets now being that we're going through this pandemic of the coronavirus some of the farmers markets may not have as many farmers there or they may be closed because of the hand of the um hand-to-hand contact and the different uh the social distancing that we have to do in this new um, way of living that we're having to do through this pandemic so some of them may be closed some of them you may have to actually go to the farm in order to um, get the things that you need from them so farmers markets and farms have always been a great source of where you can get your vegetables your meats and your fruits at a cheaper rate it also brings and puts things back in the community because you're doing that local shopping that's always important it supports your farmers it supports your community now I'm going to give you an example. So if you're in a grocery store, if you're in a grocery store with meat, great if you're a meat eater. Around here, the meat, um, you have to kind of shop around to the different grocery stores and wait wait till the trucks come in. But if you're somewhere where they have meat, I want you to do this assessment if you have to go out to the grocery store this week. Take a look at your per price pound for your meats. Now, shop one of your farms that allows you to come on site in order to view some of their um, selections and purchase from them that pricing is going to be different a farm is going to give you that one cent price for meat most of them so let's say for example um, I'm just gonna use I'm not gonna use chicken I'm gonna use pork this time for an example so let's say you're going to buy pork and you want pork tenderloin you want the ribs you want the bacon and all the different pieces that come from the pork. If you go to a one of your local farms chances of you getting a per pound for that same per pound price for all of those items is going to be great as opposed to you going into your local grocery store port tenderloin is this much a pound bacon is this much a pound your reels will be this much a pound and it varies so you're going to get a better price range and set pricing if you deal with your local farmers and going to the farms and making sure that you know how that animal was raised where they grass-fed what is it you're looking for was um is there an organ is it or an organic form do they have all the right credentials and labeling meaning um are they actually using soil that's never been used before or are they using um any pesticides what types of things are they using in their soil and their ground when they do their fruits and vegetables so whatever nutrition diet um, that you're focused on make sure that you know where your items are coming from and so sourcing it local always helps with that because you can stay on track meet the farmer know exactly where you know how they grow it where they you know how they're doing their things so make an assessment of what meals that you want to prepare which we talked about that um, how do you plan that out? So you want to do breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinners. Don't be afraid to make the two trips a week. Remember, we talked about that. Figure out, do you have any food allergies or food preferences in your home? If so, are you accommodating them while you shop? You want to make sure that you create something that's fun for everybody. So for me as a chef, when I go in and do meal preps in homes, I have everything from people with, food allergies like gluten intolerant. I even have someone I work with that has um, Crohn's disease. You have vegetarians, you have vegans, you have people that are lactose intolerant. So when I go in to make a meal, I'm not just making it for that one person, I'm making it for the family. So I have to have something that's conducive to healthy eating for everyone but yet keeping that grocery bill at a certain range so that they're not having to spend three or four hundred dollars a week on groceries when I know how to maneuver and make certain meals so that the whole family can enjoy. So in doing that you need to make sure that you know your personnel. I hear that all the time meaning know what food allergies you have in your house know what food preferences are and there's a different a food preference is not something that is going to make someone sick it just means that they don't like that particular thing so if they don't like it find out why they don't like it have you tried preparing that particular thing in a different way if they're a child children are introduced to what we introduce them to in the kitchen so if kids are like yuck I don't like carrots yuck I don't like zucchini have you tried preparing it in a different way or have you tried the technique of having that child in the kitchen with you I have found on my own that when you have a child in the kitchen with you, they're more engaged. It's a fun time for you and them and they learn. That's also education. So you're teaching them about, yes, eating healthy, but B, this is how you prepare this for yourself. And C, what you prepare, you must eat. That is one of the rules that I have for my child. So if he's in the kitchen with me or if you're helping me make this or you're going to try it, and then that gives them an opportunity to say, hey, I made this. And if they made it, they're more apt to try it and taste it. And then, boom, you have introduced something new to them. So you'll be amazed at how something like zucchini, you can take it and transform it different ways. You can make it into a breakfast item. It can be a snack. You can saute it up or bake it and make it a healthy side. You can add it to a green smoothie. You can make it into a bread. Yes, you can make zucchini bread and you can make muffins. So now they've had that sweet treat. So instead of it just being um a snack or a side or I put it in a bake or something like that, they are like, wow, I just took that zucchini and made some bread or muffins with it. And so you'll be amazed at how... Something small and simple like that can be turned into a lot of different ways for everyone in that family. So now I've gone out and bought five or six zucchinis instead of me having to buy two or three different things to make that meal that night. Now I've accommodated everyone and I have something that will please everyone's palate and can be used um in multiple different ways. So as I'm meal planning and I have my whole list of things, I have uh, I check my cabinets I know my personnel as far as when they large their dislikes the food allergies I know how much they eat of this now I'm armed with what recipes do I want to do for that week I want to write down the ingredients And I want to check everything and make sure I I have everything I need in the pantry. Do I need to restock? If so, I need to make sure that I write that down. Do I have enough of that spice? Do I have enough of that seasoning? Because that's what's going to make your food. Flavor is everything when you're cooking. When people eat healthy, the first thing they think about is salt and pepper. There are so many other seasonings and flavors and fresh herbs that you can put in it to enhance it, to make it where it's it not only looks good, but it smells good, and it tastes good. Long um, long ago, I think salt and pepper was the go-to thing. There are so many different spices. And did you know you can take your spices and make them into your own blends? You can put things together and then season your meat. You can make it into a wet marinade. It can be a dried marinade. It can just be um, seasoning that you put on when you saute or you roast. There's so many different ways to do your food profiles and enhance the flavor which is one thing that i always teach my clients when i go in and do meal prep on different ways that they can be um stay on the path to healthy eating and use utilize the same spices that i do and you know keep going and moving that process don't over purchase what you don't need that comes what i'm talking about as far as the hoarding and having a lot of extra things that you don't need Um, I give my meal planning clients like grocery lists that helps them so if they're going to repeat that meal that I did for them I go ahead and I'll do a grocery list if they purchased a meal plan and they're going to cook it themselves because I do both so I do meal prep where I go into home and I cook it for them it's a no-worry process I put in nutrition labels on it boom they're gone they reheat it with instructions I give now I have some where it's more conducive to them that They don't know what to cook, but they want me to tell them what to prepare. So I'll make meal plans for them. So this is what I want them to make for their family for the week. Here are the recipes and here is your grocery shopping list. That makes it easy for them. And they hit the hours that they need to hit and boom, you're in, you're out. You have everything you need. You got your recipes, you got your food. Now it's time to cook and prepare. So you need to make you a grocery list of all the items that you're going to need and plan ahead of time make it into a checklist and check it off mark it off for the week one stop shopping know how know your quantities know how much you need if this particular recipe has tomatoes in it and i know i'm going to need tomatoes for something else am i buying enough and it's okay for you to go out to the grocery store two times a week it's unrealistic for you to make two or three carts in one time and then that's it for the week some people can do that but it's unrealistic i find that going twice a week is sufficient and it keeps my family fed and it keeps my clients um, keeps their families fed so meal prepping has all these benefits it's wonderful it keeps you prepared it minimizes the waste so you know that the portion control for each meal that you're using you're really not going to be throwing a lot of food away so that helps with that you know exactly what you're eating you know where you got it from if you're shopping shopping local if you're using your farms, you know the farmer, you know how he's um using the soil and how he's um uh, producing if they're you if you're having um animal products or anything like um your beef products from a cow or a pig or chickens or anything like that and you're using your local farmers you know how they're treating the animals what they're feeding the animals um how they interact with the animals are they treating them fair or are they you know you know you don't want to use any farm where they're cruel to animals and you should be able to pop out there anytime and see these things for yourself so meal prep is your friend you cook it you cool it you place it in storage containers you reheat as needed and you grab and you go i could talk all day about meal prep but i'll move on and so as we talked about, you know, shopping local with your farmer's market and all that, some of the local farmers offer the pick straight from their farm. So being that I live in the county that I live in, we have a lot of rural and country areas and farms around me. So you're able to not only know the farmer, but some of them allow you to come out to the farm and you can pick. Um, you know, what you need from the farm. Some of them offer CSAs. If you've never heard of a CSA, that's a community supported agriculture. That means that you can pay a monthly fee. And what they do is they'll pull the groceries for you. They'll pull the, the produce and the fruits or whatever they have there. And that's what you'll get for the month and you pay a fee for that. That's worked really well for a lot of farms. It's good for not only the environment, but it keeps things local in your community. Locally grown, know, you'll know how it's produced. And for some reason, it just tastes better. And look at the verbiage on what they have um, on their websites. When they go to the farms, they should have these things posted. You know, whether it's non-GMO, is it grass-fed, is it organic? Read your labels. Point to your community, help the farmers. This helps to maintain you as well. So another thing that you can do is shop local discount chains. So for me, that would be like Lidl, Walmart, Sam's Club, um, Fred's, uh, well, what is it called? Like Fred Foods, Publix, you can shop on Amazon. One neat thing that they have now is that you can do online shopping where they deliver it to you. Now, of course, that's a service that I offer for my clients, but I think that it is something that is neat for those who are not my clients to have someone go grocery shop for you and bring it to you and so that keeps them in business it helps the grocery stores not stay so congested and you get what you need without having to leave the comfort of your home Um, the only thing with that is uh, for my clients I know exactly what I'm picking up whether it's fresh I know how to check the freshness on it I know what items they need and different things like that so that makes it more conducive for me to work with my meal prep clients as far as picking up their food so, you want to buy in volume. Now, in volume does not mean going in and buying a whole cart full of all the canned goods and meats that they have, buying stuff five and six times more than what you need. That's not what I mean by buying in volume. What I mean by buying in volume is you buy family packs of it, break it down, and then freeze it. Not 10 family packs, maybe two family packs. Break it down into how many items you'll need for your family for one meal. You want to date it you want to write the date that you put it in the freezer and the date that it will need to come out and write up there what that item is put it in your freezer and then take it out a day or two before it needs to thaw and put them in the bottom of the refrigerator but buying in volume works and freezing it you want to shop with store coupons now one thing that I really wish I knew how to do which I don't really have time to do right now which I guess I could hire somebody to help me with it but is couponing couponing is big and so I think on the weekends or on Sundays is when you'll mostly see them out and about and they'll have their books open and they'll be taking advantage of all the coupons shopping with store coupons is huge and so if you're not a couponer like myself then you'll see what they have in their circular sometimes they used to send them in the mail but most oftentimes they will have it in the grocery store so what you'll want to do is you'll want to once you begin shopping You'll want to look through there and see what they have on sale and if it fits your list. If it's not on your list, don't buy it. Be armed with a strategy when you go in the store. Stay focused. That is one thing that is hard to do when you go grocery shopping. So you have your list. You know what you're on with don't look at the fact that this particular thing is on sale that week if you're not going to cook it don't buy it that's a waste and so you're like oh god i got to get these and i gotta buy them and if it's something fresh chances are it's going to go bad because it's not on your list of snacks breakfast lunch or dinners so you're not going to use it and the chances of it staying fresh is going to be bad so you also want to shop your sale items now some people are big on certain brands and labels But store brands work just as well because remember, I just told you that seasoning is everything when you prepare your food. If you put the right seasonings and flavor to it, you can enhance that because, excuse me, I believe that some people feel like a store brand is going to be less quality and not taste as good. But no food is going to taste good if you don't put your extra love and attention to it to make it fabulous for your family. So that comes from putting in work, putting in love, and making sure you season the food. Store brands work just as well and they're cheaper. Shop what's on sale. Let's be conservative. And at the end of the day, you don't want healthy to be expensive. You can control that. Make sure that you've written down all the things that I've said because I want you to go back and think about this later when you get ready to go to the grocery store today or tomorrow. These are very important, especially in these times of staying on budget. And like I said, shopping online when available. If you can do that and it's in your area, take advantage of it. Another thing that you can do is buying meats whole. So if you live somewhere where you have a meat market, if you're, uh, if you purchase a lot of meats, or you're, you have a farm that you can go to where you can purchase the meat, buy it whole and fabricate it yourself at home. So what do you mean, chef? Uh, I don't know how to fabricate. Where there are tons of different um, chefs that can show you how to fabricate it. You can do it as a class. You can look at it on YouTube. There are a whole lot of different ways you can do it. But you can break down all different types of meat. And then make sure that you freeze and store it. for a chi- I'm going to give you an example of a chicken. For me, I like whole chicken. It tastes better. Know where it comes from, of course, before you buy it. You can remove the skin and all the extra fat. You can debone it remove the bone all this is in your knives make sure that you use sharp knives one good way to cut yourself is using a dull knife a lot of people think like oh i can control this knife. i've had it forever it works and moves the way i want it to work chances are if you've not sharpened it it's dull and you run the risk of cutting yourself so what you need to do is make sure that knife is sharp so i have boning knives and what i'll do is i'll take the bone out of it remove the skin And then there's the chicken that I need I paid a cheaper price for it I know where I got it from and I I can fabricate it down to all the pieces I need I can have my breasts and I can have my wings and I can fabricate that and cut that down into um, even more quarters and whatever it is I'm trying to do so learn how to fabricate your meat purchase things in bulk buy them whole and then you know take them down that nature for your vegetables it's endless the different vegetables they have You have zucchini and squash and Brussels sprouts and carrots and uh, you have eggplant and different things that are all different types of seasonings that they're available. And learn to take those and change out your recipes. So if you're moving to a healthier lifestyle and let's say you're into, I'm going to use spaghetti for an example. I can take a zucchini. Yes, I'm going to use zucchini again. Or I can take a a spaghetti squash and I can make my noodles from that okay so that's one thing already down I can take tomatoes and I can do my carrots and onions and make me a tomato sauce okay that's fresh I'm controlling how much salt it is because I'm not going out and buying a ragu or prego or anything like that because I'm making the sauce myself I'm controlling the salt I'm controlling the flavor I'm controlling all those things for my family so now I have my own pasta okay that's my zucchini or my spaghetti squash Or my eggplant. I can take eggplant and I can slice that up and that can also substitute as pasta when I'm making lasagna or making spaghetti. Now I have my own spaghetti sauce. And then you just, and you go and you build from there. You don't necessarily have to have um, ground beef or, or different meats into it. You can also substitute and make things that have a heavier texture like your mushrooms and let that be your substitute. So now I have this delicious, wonderful lasagna or this wonderful spaghetti and my family is happy. Your vegetables are endless. You can switch them out and change up your traditional recipes and use a healthier side of it in order to stay on track with what you need to do. For fruits, your fruits can be your snacks. They can be smoothies. They can be breakfast. I can take them and turn them into pies. I can turn them into tarts. If you follow me on social media, you see that I do all these things that I'm talking about sometimes I'll have snippets I'll have videos I'll have pictures and it will depict the whole process from beginning to end where I'm showing you the vegetables that I've made or the fruits that I'm using and The end product so you can follow that process and the ingredients. My goal is to make life happier and healthier and to Excite the taste buds from what you're eating. It doesn't have to be boring. And so if you do follow me then yay I'm excited let me know what you've used if you don't follow me I'm on Instagram and Facebook as at cooking with Matissa and you'll see these different things Um, you can do oats and grains you can do quinoa brown rice millet bulgur couscous and I know you're probably like I've never heard of millet or bulgur or black japonica rice and things like that go stand on your grain aisle, look at those things read your ingredients substitute some of the old recipes that you have with a new healthier lighter way of eating it i guarantee you you'll enjoy it you can put it in so many different dishes or you can eat it as a side now your grains and your beans and your things like that are going to add to your protein so you're still not losing anything by having those items there and so you can do your black beans your garbanzo beans your pinto beans tofu turkey mushrooms plant-based is really big knowing um how that's sourced and where it comes from is also good so for those who don't have a shelf or someone making meals for you you can buy plant-based meat substitutes right in your grocery store if you go look at the feed that I did I believe yesterday and I posted on Facebook and Instagram I was in Publix and so I was showing some of the different healthy items that they have and nobody is like knocking you down to get them They stay stopped endlessly. That's not what a lot of people are buying. And so at the end of the pandemic, when it's time for us all to come out and you're like, oh God, I've eaten so many snacks and I've eaten a lot of things I shouldn't have. It makes you reflect back on what I should have done. And so you don't want that. You want to stay in your momentum. You want to stay focused and you want to stay pushing for your family, for your healthy eating. So go through those aisles. I'm telling you, nobody's gonna knock you down. I was in there yesterday, nobody even bothered me in that section. And there was plenty of vegetables, plenty of fruits, so many different things that you can buy and purchase and eat and enjoy. So make sure that that's what you're doing when you go to the grocery store and don't follow the norm of what everybody else is doing. So I want you to backtrack, go back through this replay, make sure you write down all the tips, the tricks, and the tex- techniques that I gave in order to make sure that you're shopping on a budget and making sure that you're doing um your due diligence. Now um I will be posting this a little bit later, but the zucchini bread and muffins I was talking about, I'm gonna put that recipe out there just for you to have so you can try it. So you can see, oh, maybe she's not crazy. Maybe she's on to something. And so I'm gonna go over a couple of different recipes. I'm trying to keep track of my time here, LaShonda, if I'm going over you need to chime in and let me know but um i'm going to give you a couple of quick recipes and these will also be available to you at um at my site and i have a link that you can go to to get some free recipes from me that i want you to try this weekend and this week as you go out grocery shopping but one particular one will be like your a, a turkey apple breakfast hash is what i call it but it can be a side or it can be a snag. And what you're going to do is use lean ground turkey. There was plenty of turkey in there yesterday. Make sure you get that. Now, onions might be a challenge to find. You might have to go to a few different stores to get it. But for this particular one, I'm big on color. Presentation is huge for me. People eat with their eyes first. And your family is no different. You can create this experience You guys are already sequestered at home and you need to get involved and do something fun together, right? So get in the kitchen. Everybody wash their hands and sanitize everything. Make this meal together. Sit down to the table. Of course, social distancing at the table. (laughs) And um, make sure that you plate it, present it, have fun with it. Talk to your kids about how they like the texture, how they like the taste, how they feel about helping you make it. This particular recipe is nothing but ground turkey. Um, I think I have a little bit of cinnamon in it, some avocado oil. You can use your different oils, um, to or no, or um olive oil if you want to. I have red onions, garlic, Brussels sprouts, some butternut squash in it, and some apples. That'll be one of the things that I give you guys in your um free recipes. We have um protein cookies and You can use oranges and clementines and you can, like I said, the muffins that the kids make with the zucchini, I'm telling you they're going to think they're brownies. That's a whole sweet treat right there, but yet it's on the healthy side because there's zucchini in it. And so you're giving them something different. You can use your almond flour. You can use your different flours and different blends. You can make quick little um, soups for protein. Uh, Let's see here. Let me go to some different... Let me go to some different items that your kids might really like. So if you have a child that likes chocolate, chocolate can go on a lot of different things. And if you get them in the kitchen with you and you teach them some tricks on how to dip different fruits in it, um, they'll like that because they're like, "Ooh, it has chocolate and it's and its fruit and it looks pretty and I made it. And you can teach them how to have fun with it. So they can do, now believe it or not, if you can find, well, you might can find some figs in some different place depending on the grocery store that you go to. But you can slice those in half. You can dip them. It doesn't always have to be strawberries, but you can dip strawberries. You can take pretzels. You can dip those. And you can um, temper your chocolate. And so I think I have a video out there on that. If not, you can connect with me and I can uh, walk you through how to do that. But you want to temper your chocolate. You want to bring some water to a boil. You want to put another pot on top of it. Once it comes to a boil, you want to turn that off or down to a very, 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 very low simmer. What you don't want to do is to cook it because then you're going to make your chocolate all gooky and stick together. And so what you want to do is just melt your chocolate. And once it's nice and melted on the top in your double boiler, then you can take your chocolates and swirl it around and dip it in it and then you can just put it in your you know fridge and let it cool letting it be a nice treat for them but you can pretty much do that with any fruit I've done it with um, grapes and strawberries and figs and all kinds of stuff like that you can do um, celery make little boats out of it and put you some cottage cheese and cream cheese on it and turn it into like a design for them and make it fun and see what kind of creative, artistic thing that your child can do to make it fun. You can make yogurt clusters. I have recipes for that. Um, It's all different things that I have tried with my child because he's a finicky eater. And so I take apple slices and you don't have to just put peanut butter on it. You can do tuna, you can do different things. You can make you um, a cheese spray like goat cheese or something like that and put it over it, roll it into zucchini bites for them. Um, all different types of parfait smoothies. You can take a yogurt and fill it with all different types of fruit for them. Um, there's all different type of cookies that they can do that are low in sugar, but yet healthy. Things that you can make out of beans. Um, you can take plantains and teach them about that. Make you some hummus with chickpeas and show them how to dip it with that. The list goes on and on of all the different snacks. And what I will do is I will add that to your free recipes. I'll give you a couple that you can use at home with your kids and I want you to let me know how they liked it. You know take an apple or a pear and cut it and put some chocolate on it and some nuts and make it fun. You know there's so many different things that you can do to make healthy not only look good but taste good and have fun making it. So guys, I could go on and on about this. I think I am almost at my time. I will ask LaShonda to come back on and see if there are any questions for me or anything of that nature. And I'll pause for a moment and give LaShonda opportunity to come back on. And guys, like I said, if you have anything, um, just make sure that you pop it into the chat or send LaShonda a message so that we can connect or make sure that you, Go and visit me and I have a link to for uh, the recipes and if you're interested in a healthy meal plan or a 30-day bounce back with your healthy eating. I have all of that in a link for you which LaShonda can post. So I think I heard LaShonda come back on. I'll pause. Okay, it is B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash C-H-E-F-S-H-O-P-O-N-A budget and the number two. So that's... mm -hmm. It's bit.ly forward slash chef's shop on a budget and the number two. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And that will take them to all the links where they can download the information. Yes, that's correct. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to keep your family full, so you're going to like it. And it's tons of different ways, things that you can do with it. Mhm. Yay! <laughs> yes! I Mhm. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to do. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. hmm hmm Mm -hmm. there's a lot of turkey and yesterday when i streamed when i went into Publix, i was telling people instead of because everyone's like oh you're out of ground beef and that's fine go use the plant-based you won't tell the difference if you season it well and a lot of people think like you'll taste the difference and it's going to be bland but it's not it's all in the flavor that you choose to put in it Mm-hmm. Yes, and if you get him in that, if you get him in the kitchen with you, like I said, one rule uh, with my son in which we probably should do some lives when we're cooking together. But he knows if he helps me that he has to eat it and so he's become more appreciative of it and he's very picky and so in order for me to get him to try stuff i get him in the kitchen with me oh Mm-hmm. yes you can <laughs> mm-hmm. Yay. and see you're opening up his you're opening his palette to something different because he can tell his friends guess what I made you know Yeah, he didn't even care because it was good. <laughs> he didn't care because it was good. You put that, you put that love in it when you made it. Yes. <laughs> Yay, Greenville. Deal. I'm about people taking advantage of trying to Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I have enjoyed the conference this week and it has really rocked and I can't wait for the next speaker as well. You you take your own break. <laughs>